welcome everybody to Here's Drinking with You, Kid. And today we have a special episode. Beep, 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 beep. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> extra, extra. So <laughs> we are bringing two movies that were nominated for the top 100 but did not make it. So today, I really do feel like we're going to be on the same page. I agree. With both of these movies. They should be on there, and it's a travesty that they're not. So the movie I chose is the great feminist empowering movie, Thelma and Louise. So it's about two best friends who set out on an adventure, but it soon turns around to a terrifying escape from being hunted by the police as these two girls escape for the crimes they committed. This movie, I made a list of my top 10 favorite things about this movie. Got it. Okay. Give it to me. First Are of you all, starting at one or 10? These are in no particular no order. order. Got it. Okay. First of all, the appearance of Brad Pitt. <laughs> oh my god he's first and foremost so tiny he's so tiny he looked like he had a really big head and like a little yes, shrunken a body tiny tiny body now his stomach was to die for well but i'm missing the arms he had thing. skinny little arms yeah he was like a youngin he was saying. young this was one of his well this was well, definitely it was his, his first, first yeah first big role but was it yeah. his first movie um uh, i don't know this is your movie. Okay. Whoa. I cannot wait to call you out on yours that you did no research on. I did all the research. Okay. So, yes, this was one of Brad Pitt's first movies. And apparently it's because of Brad Pitt that she and Jeff Goldblum, he was part of why they divorced. Because she was quite taken with Brad Pitt. Who? Gina, Gina Davis, Davis? Was married to Jeff Goldblum? You didn't know that? Uh, yeah, I, don't I don't know, know if they were actually I don't know if they were married or just together. They were together for a long time. It's an odd couple. They did well, they did the fly together. Oh, right, right, right. Now I saw this in the theater. I was twelve years old. I remember I know, I don't it seems a, we've a little We've talked young, about how right? my childhood was quite inappropriate. <laughs> it seems a little young. It, it was very. Yet I remember like really admiring their friendship. That friendship to me is incredible. And you know, when you're younger, I don't think that women really appreciate their friends until they're older, like as a kind of camaraderie. Mm. And, you know, I mean, honestly, I didn't, I've always had Kathy. She's always been my best friend. And then I had your sister. But if you notice, I didn't have a lot of girlfriends. Okay. It was mostly guy friends. Right, which is not uncommon. No, but this movie showed me that like, wow, like female relationships are quite powerful. So men relationships are as well. No, no, no. I'm I'm just specifically in this movie, I feel there are some, a little bit of um, questionable moments. Interesting. Yeah. We will get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get into it. Um, So top 10, Brad Pitt, of course. Louise's obsession with cleaning just cracked me up. Like how opposite she and Gina Davis were. I mean, when they were packing at the beginning, she's like wiping everything down, putting her shoes in Ziploc bags. They show her suitcase and everything's like in Ziplocs. And then Gina Davis is like just throwing shit everywhere, tossing her suitcase in the back, you know, like 
Right. You can tell that Gina Davis or that um, Louise, Susan Sarandon, right. is that they are just polar opposites in right. so many of ways. Of course, yeah. That That's definitely just... set up that way at the beginning to, to and, you know, yes. see this kind of like, you know, waitress who, um, Ugh, you know, is kind of like shoot him up, speak from the hip. Yeah. Um, and then you have Gina Davis, who is this kind of naive, oh. frazzled oh, housewife, I guess, because she doesn't have a job. No. Right. And the guy who played her husband, oh my God. Christopher McDonald, they had actually been together years oh. before that. Oh. Well, that and added. <laughs> he said that it was very like therapeutic playing this. They were engaged. So playing this married oh, couple wow. was very therapeutic for him. I don't know how to feel about that because he was horrible to her. I loved the girls getting revenge on the truck driver. That's one That's of my That's a pretty good scene. Parts. That guy, I don't know who that guy is, but he's like, Yeah, don't I don't I, know, man, you crazy bitches. I mean, there is no doubt that Fuck the men. Fuck you. That's a really, really good impression, actually. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> Yeah, the guys definitely take a backseat sure. in this movie. Of course, they're and, accessories. Yeah, absolutely. And I loved their face when they actually blew up the truck. You can tell they right. did not they were think like, wow, that was going to happen. Um, so that's kind of badass, especially when you look at where they were at the beginning. And now they're just like this this team of I don't give a fuck Well, anymore. yeah, there's a Yeah, there's the moment of like... I mean, they know they're well, going Well, fuck out. it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it looks lovely. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I loved, as much as Thelma would frustrate me with some of her. Nick felt, she was like, he was like, ooh, she's annoying. Yeah. She would frustrate me. She's just naive. She's naive and would make decisions just not even thinking. But I loved the forgiveness that Louise would show her. When that would happen, I felt Louise was very, she knew exactly who she was. She accepted her for who she was. And she had a very like, okay, let me fix this. Like, let me figure yeah, this out. because like, Louise put them in that situation. Yes. But so, it was almost a, like a protection of Louise. For sure. You know? Um, so I loved that. Just speaks to their friendship. But on that note, when Thelma takes over, right, when Louise is feeling hopeless... That was awesome. It was when the money was stolen yes. that I felt that, like, you know, because Louise is just like crying she, on the ground and Thelma's I mean, that like, was their I got last this. Let's shot. do it. Yeah. Let's do it. I loved that. <laughs> that made me forgive anything that Thelma had done. It was fine. Louise blowing Harlan away. It was just so instinctual. <clears throat> like, you could see, I mean, there was nothing behind her eyes. It's almost like she. Just literally, well, she snapped. snapped. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't because I saw this a long time ago. I would assume as a teenager, mm-hmm. um, and I remember like the general key scenes. You know, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily remember the dialogue per se. Didn't this get nominated for for screenplay? screenplay right? Yeah. But I don't remember that rape scene so violent. I remember it. Yeah, it was really violent. Yeah, it was um, And disturbing. And, you know, I think part of the whole gist of the movie is 
taking two people that are relatable, mm-hmm. right? Some, you know, a housewife who feels trapped in a marriage. Right. And, you know, a woman who's <clears throat> in this kind of relationship that's like, you know, there's a couple times that I think Thelma says it about herself and about Louise is you get what you settle for. Yes. That was such a... Uh, an, a powerful line, also kind of a depressing line. It is, but it's also so true. Right. So it's like, you know, it's these two people that you can identify with and then in a situation that maybe you can put yourself in mm-hmm. and what would I do in that situation? Right. And it, it, it's almost like it can happen to anyone. Yeah. And it's a little different if it was in the moment as opposed to they were walking away and then, you yeah. know, turning around and shooting him. A little different. Yes. But, you know, it's then like a question of what would you do? What would you do? What would I do? What would the audience do? And I think... If you were in Thelma's Thelma and or Louise's, and Louise, yeah. Yeah, either of those situations, it kept... It, it kept making me think, oh, man, what would I do in this situation? Oh, what would I do here? Okay, what's the next turn I would do? You know, all of these kind of things. Yeah. Everyone, I mean, I we do all settle eventually for something. We And it may be like settle doesn't have to be a bad word at all. Yeah. I mean, the connotation is not it's, necessarily It's not good, positive, but I don't but. think that it has to be a bad word. Right. I mean, you settle into your life. Yeah, sure. You know, that doesn't mean you don't still look for adventure. You don't still try to spice things up, things like that. Right. But you can just kind of settle, okay, this is where I am. This is where I'm working. This is my career. These are my children. You know, it's forever changing, though. Yeah. I was surprised that she took the settling comment because- Who, Louise? That Thelma did, because Louise said it. Louise said it both times, right? You get what you settle for. Yeah. And I don't know. I've always um, kind of been from the point that if someone's complaining about their spouse, I don't say a whole lot just because they're going to be like, they're going to get back together. So I don't want to be that person that's like, oh, my God, he's such an asshole. And then they're all fine. Well, yeah. you know, yeah, I mean, it's it, obviously it depends on the friend. It depends right. on the marriage. Um, That's very true. I y- would actually say that. To yeah. People. We need to talk about Nick later. But go oh, on. Shut up. <laughs> actually, I need to talk like, to Nick. That's more accurate. Yeah. I mean, I think it's obviously delicate to <laughs> start talking about someone's relationship. But if you're really close and that guy is like such an obvious such outward asshole. You know, then you're going to be like, yeah, you don't deserve this girl. No. Uh, I love that she just went and like left food for him in the microwave (laughs) with a note. It's amazing. I love that they kissed before they went off. off Yeah. (laughs) Nick was like, oh, are they lesbians? I was like, no. No, no." it's just a, I mean, my God, that's a bond and an experience that most Joint suicide? Would not experience. No. I mean, I know you and I will. It'll no, be so much absolute, fun. Girl. Um, but I'd jump out of the car last minute. You're such a dick. <laughs> you know what? I totally Bye. believe you. I 100% believe you. 100%. And then all time, then I'd say, she kidnapped me. 
against my will. Oh my God, you would. You would leave me to kill myself and you would leave me with a bad reputation. That is what you would do. And I would be screaming motherfucker the whole way down. That would be my last well, moment Well, because you would be the one who shoots somebody. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to argue with yeah. you there. Yeah. But I shot someone who was raping you. You're welcome. God. And then you're going to jump out of the car and be like, she kidnapped me. You will never be able to live with yourself. And I will haunt you until you get rid of yourself. Who do you feel is to blame for their situation? I think both of them got in the situation. I think not Thelma at the beginning. But once Louise shot him, I mean... That definitely was the trigger that started the situation, right? The shooting, right? Yeah. Right, right. But then all that Thelma did to like fuck it up, just it didn't help the situation. Just a at little, all. just little a little armed robbery. losing the money. I mean, well, yes, there's that, but it everything she did would fuck up Louise's plan. Right. Right. That was. As solid a plan as they could make. Well, I find it okay. So these are this is some of the the like mm, I had about the movie, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it was kind of in between the moment of the shooting, in between that and the money being stolen, right? Yeah. Because one, Lu- Louise victim blames her. Yes, at she the does. Beginning, Very, which is like, but that was the culture. That just was. Yeah. I I, I mean, like, you were flirting. You were leading him on. Right. You you decided to go outside. Right, right, right. You know, but even if she did all of that, obviously, there's still not a reason for what happened to her at all. Right, right, right. So then what I feel in that moment, you know, Thelma really hadn't done anything wrong. No. But all of a sudden now she's in this situation and yes. Louise is like, come on, Thelma, let's go. We got to run. We got to go. And well, Thelma's like, oh, okay. She points out that no one's going to believe them. Right. Which is the, I mean, that is a huge reason for why women don't come forward. Of course. And it obviously stems from what Louise went through in Texas. In Texas, correct. That she knows how this plays out. Right. And they've now killed a person or she has. She has. So... I guess my point is that, like, if if this were the situation between us and I'm the one who shot somebody, mm-hmm. I would be like, I'm out. Right. I love you. See you later. I'll send you a postcard from Zihuatanejo. Uh, oh, God. When are we doing that movie? I'm s- <laughs> I cannot wait. Um, yeah, I would have a hard time taking the person with me i would definitely want to make sure like if they're like no i'm staying with you i'm staying with you that's different yeah louise was or thelma was definitely in shock at that moment yeah uh she wanted to do the right thing she wanted to call the cops and stuff but at the same time it's obvious that thelma or louise susan saranen it's obvious that she just knows more about how the system works especially um, especially in the South. Do you think if they had just gone to this cabin mm-hmm. that they were supposed to go to? Yeah. 
after the shooting. Yeah. And just been like, we don't know. I don't know what happened. Yeah. They would have been like, okay. I See think that would have worked because right. everyone said there's no way these women. Right, right. Like Thelma? But they Louise? didn't know any of that. Right. Like there was definitely panic, <clears throat> which I feel that I would do. Right. I mean, I feel like I would definitely call the police. Um, oh, yeah. And, because and, what I mean. There's no, especially nowadays. Nowadays. No, I, never, never. Yeah. No, I would definitely call the police in this situation and be freaking out. I mean, my thing is that her face was all beat up. Like right. you could right. tell something horrible right. happened. Right. And nowadays I would love to. Th- oh, well, Conrad has a drinking problem. My God. I got a drinking problem. Oh, he does. I don't know the song, but yes, I would definitely call the police and I would hope that in this day and age, there would be, especially after the Me Too movement and all of that, like literally in these last five years, I would hope that there would be, if you got a good enough defense lawyer, right? that you would get off well, especially with... with the- <clears throat> how beat up Thelma, yeah, Thelma was. Exactly. Right. She looked terrible. Yeah. I mean, in situations like that, I for sure would go <clears throat> to the police. Yeah. Like if I was just like on a crazy rampage and like shooting people, I'd try and escape. Right. But like, I don't but see myself really, in that situation. I mean, in the 90s, it was, that's when movies like The Accused came out, or maybe Oof. that was 80s. That was a That was 80s, I believe. Rough. Man, that was a rough But one. in that time, 80s and 90s, the immediate question was, what did you do? Right. How did you lead him on? The responsibility was never put on the men. So in this situation, I think for sure, Gina Davis would not have been believed, even though she was beat up. She deserved it, you know, because she led him on. Right. And then Thelma... Um, I don't think she would have believed. He, I I think that with what Thelma had experienced or what Louise had experienced in Texas, whatever that was, because we never find out. Right. But it was enough to traumatize her. Sure. With not just a an abuser, but also with cops. Yeah. With, with anyone in that situation. So her panicking, I totally understand. Gina Davis being so naive, I understand how she went along with Thelma totally or naive. with Louise, whatever she was going to do. Um, do you like the fact that we never truly know what Lu- Louise went through in Texas? Yeah, I think it, you know, I mean, when, obviously there was rape say, or there was. Yeah. When you say things like, oh, oh, you know, oh, I went through something really terrible, but I don't want to talk about it. And just leave it at that. We're like, oh, okay. Like your mind starts running, right? So it could be anything. Yeah. And the fact that she refused, she is on the run. The direct route is through Texas. And she's like, absolutely not. I kind of wish like holding hands, she would turn over and like tell her as they're going off the cliff. (laughs) Wasn't there an alternate ending that was supposed to happen? I believe there was an alternate ending, a second version in this extended scene. Oh, I don't have oh, viewers. Wi Fi. Oh, in your no. House. Viewers actually see the car falling and Harvey Keitel's character looking at the wreckage while the state troopers are running up and the helicopter's flying over. 
So instead, they decided to do the freeze frame. Right. Um, Of like the toy car with the two Barbie dolls in it. Yes. It was amazing. (laughs) It says there are several other versions. The one that I just said was the one that they said on the 20th anniversary Blu-ray edition. Mm. Um, And then there was another one, basically them escaping. Oh. It includes a shot of the Thunderbird driving down another country road. This one's surrounded by greenery. The car moves towards a hill in the distance, kicking up plenty of dust. Hmm. So... They had to die. I'm glad that they didn't get away. Yeah, I mean, I think it's. Um, I would not change. Kind of the surprise. Like yeah. I don't know if anybody ever saw that originally coming. When right, you know what I mean. Now like, everybody you're not knows. Kill the main characters. Right. Yeah, I loved that. Uh, I love that one scene in the diner before we realize the money's gone because it's immediately followed by a tragic scene. But that scene in the diner after Thelma gets there and is so, you can see her that she is like, girl, I just did something fun. And I love the freeze frame at the end, even though it was Barbie dolls. (laughs) I loved the free. I love that we didn't see the wreckage, that there's still that little bit of, Not hope. They just dove into the Grand Canyon. (laughs) But I'm glad that we didn't have to see that. You know, that it ended with them just kind of free. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's any added value to seeing them, like, dead in an exploded car. No. (laughs) You know what happens? They drove into the (laughs) Grand Canyon. Yeah. Have I told you that Adam and I have decided if we get, like, terminal illnesses at the same time? already. (laughs) <laughs> First of already. all, we're going to start smoking again. Faux show. <laughs> Second of all, we're going to try heroin because I hear it's amazing. Oh, my God. No. And then third, what? we are Why going. heroin? I hear it's incredible. Girl, you are crazy. From who? I'll be dying. What, what heroin addicts are you talking to? I mean, not a whole lot, but there are What's people. <laughs> you know, you know listen, some heroin addicts? Listen. Just listen to me. We would then rent a convertible and go ahead and go drive back to off. these heroin addicts that you know who are like, I know people oh, this who have so done good. heroin and they have said, holy crap, there is nothing yeah. like it. I don't, but this is only if I was terminal. You're so stupid. And then we would rent a convertible. We'd hold hands. Just go to Oregon where assisted suicide is legal. No, I want to go out with a bang. We'd go drive off the Grand Canyon. We'd leave enough money for the children. I don't think you can do that anymore. You know what? You can do it. I don't think so. I will let you know. Well, no, I won't let you know. You'll read about it. (laughs) I don't know if it'd make the news. Of course it would make... (laughs) What? (laughs) You are so mean. Unbelievable. So this movie is known as like one of the best female empowerment movies ever. And the fact that it came out in 91 when that wasn't as popular, you know, is pretty awesome. Um, This is definitely the type of movie that could be made today. Um, Just with the whole Me Too movement and all of that, it could absolutely like it's still it's even more relevant today, I feel. Yeah, I mean, I don't um, think it's ever not going to be relevant. Yeah. I cannot think of another movie that has as dynamic a female duo as this. 
and a relationship as powerful as this. Can you think of any? There have been plenty of like buddy movies with females, but I mean like a drama where everything is Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion. Absolutely not. Great female duo, but and empowering. Yes. Are are we doing this? (laughs) Are we really comparing? Romeo compa- and Michelle. With I'm Thelma not comparing. One is a drama. One, I mean, although it's very funny, like has a lot. Of it is moments. very funny. I and love it, and I love their friendship. You just asked about female empowering okay. duos, but as Romy dynamic, and I don't think that's as dynamic a duo, or that you can see the absolute devotion. Do you have any business specials right. for women? We're done. So we're two women here on business now. Unfortunately, <laughs> for this movie, it was nominated the same year as Silence of the Lambs, which took everything. Unfortunate for Thelma and Louise. <laughs> Unfortunate for Thelma but, and Louise. I mean, Quite fortunate for Silence of the Lambs. Well, I think Silence of the Lambs almost any year would have. I, I totally. Because it got. 100, um, it got actress, all four, right? actor, director movie. movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's not that many of those. No, I think there's, there's like not, a handful. I don't know that there's been any sense. Uh, I think there has. Okay, interesting. This did win Best Writing. You mentioned the script. This did win. It did win, right? Okay, that makes sense. Uh, But it was also nominated. This is where they got screwed. And I I agree that both, you know, we had talked about on Amadeus that if they had submitted Amadeus, the character, as Best Supporting Actor, he probably would have won that. But he wanted to go into the Best Actor category, but of course is going to be beat out by Salieri you know with this one both Gina Davis and Susan Sarandon were nominated for best actress they totally canceled each other out like you can't pick one over the other they are a duo okay now I'm trying to think like if one were to get an award like which one would get the award they were both so fantastic in their roles and both so important in the movie like they were definitely no one neither of them could be best supporting at all. So there's only been three movies oh. ever that have won the big five. What's the fifth? Movie, the director, screenplay, actor, actress. Mm-hmm. One of them is Silence of the Lambs. Oh, because they got adapted screenplay. Right. Okay. Do you know? Who the others were? The other two. I oh. One I know the movie and the other one uh, I've, I've never seen. It was, it was in 1934. Oh, God. No. I'll just give you that one. It Happened One Night. <gasps> oh, that's right. I love that movie. Never heard of it. Uh, well, it's on our list. Oh, it is. It okay, is. Good. It's Clark um, Gable, and it's hysterical. And the and other wonderful. one is from 1975. Godfather? Nope. It didn't win all of those. Part two? No. Okay. <laughs> you would be technical. Like this that. is one of my favorite movies. Oh, what is it? It's with Jack Nicholson. Cuckoo's Nest. Yes, one flew <gasps> over the cuckoo's nest. Which was directed by Milos Forman, who directed Amadeus. Oh. Mm, yeah, that movie is fantastic. That movie is, is that is almost a perfect movie. No. Did you ever see the play when it was here at the alley? One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Yes. No. It's a play. Oh, okay. Um, it was unfreaking believable. Really? Annalie Jeffries played Nurse Ratchet, and she was incredible like Mm. it i had never seen it um as a student no that's i'm lying i did see it in high school i think we did it for like a uil or something 
Um, I, so I didn't lying. do it. What does that mean? <laughs> that you had never seen it before. I had seen a shortened version for UIL. You're right. Oh, one flew over I the was... Kiku's Nest Junior. <laughs> did you say Kiku's Nest? Yeah, Kiku. You did. Junior. Yes. <laughs> it's very popular in elementary schools right now. We're all studying mental health. <laughs> Um, anyway, do you agree that, um, Thelma and Louise should be on the top 100? Yes, because it's better than City Lights for sure. That's your reason. (laughs) That's all I need is it to be better than one movie we've seen. Okay, let's make our own top 100 list. Would you put it on your top 100 movies of all time? Ooh. I don't know. A hundred movies. I don't know. There are a hundred movies better than Thelma and Louise. Uh, I don't know. I'd have to come back to you. Okay. Yeah, you do There's that. There's a lot of good especially since the last list yes, came out I totally, to now. I totally there are a lot agree. of freaking good movies. Gonna, okay. That's a challenge. But yeah, I think, you know, it's possible. Okay. I'm not saying no. Amadeus, I would have said no. Mm. This one, I love, I love this movie. Don't get me wrong. Okay. All right, well, let's take a break, Conrad, and then we'll come back with your cartoon. <laughs> okay, welcome back, everyone. Oh, God. I'm... Uh. Hold on, let me breathe. <laughs> oh. Go. Ooh, I love that commercial. Welcome back, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever they were selling, oh, I am buying. I am buying. Absolutely. I can't wait to hear what that one is. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. Okay. Welcome back. (laughs) So the second movie we will be talking about is not only a critical darling, but a personal favorite. 1991's Disney's Beauty and the Beast. This was also 1991. Great year for movies Apparently. not nominated for top 100. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> Except for Silence of the Lambs, Except of course. Except Silence of the Lambs. swept it all. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so, obviously, if you don't know what Beauty and the Beast is, you are like been living in a rock. But, you know, for those who have never seen it, it's about a prince yes. <laughs> cursed to spend his days as a hideous monster. And he sets out to regain his humanity by earning a young woman's love. Yes. Belle. (laughs) Translates to beauty. There's so many things I love about this movie. Okay. One, the music. I mean, come on. Okay. Interesting fact, only four films have had three songs nominated for Best Picture. Really? Best song, I meant. (laughs) (laughs) Three movies Wait, okay, that have three songs oh my God. nominated for best song. Okay. Beauty and the Beast is one. Yes. Name Little the three Mermaid. songs. Oh, the three songs? In Shit. Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. Obvi. Because that's the one that um, won. Okay. Let me not confuse it with the musical. Um, I'm going to go with Something There. No, but God, I love that movie. I mean, song. That song is great. I love that oh, song. Oh, um, Be Our Guest. Be Our Guest, obviously. obviously. Um, and 
Beauty didn't have a big solo. That was my one disappointment in this movie mm. is when she runs up on that hill at the beginning. I want adventure in the great. Ugh. I wanted like a, a full, full freaking song. So good. I was so upset about that because Ariel got her part of this world and right, I really right, wanted because right. Beauty's voice was incredible. Uh, I don't. What was the third one? Little town. Oh, of it's course. A village. What is Every that one day, called? Like the one before. I want much more than this provincial uh, life. Just, just once I'm going to make Belle my wife. Here's a fun fact. It's called Belle. <laughs> oh yeah, it's called Belle. Here is a fun fact. Okay. I did operas with the guy who voiced Gaston. Oh, interesting. Yes. Okay. I also did operas with the guy who voiced Jafar. Oh, okay. I know. Isn't it random? Very random. Okay, you want to name the other three movies? Um, I'm going to assume Little Mermaid. Incorrect. Did I only have two nominations, I guess? I don't know. I only have the list of three. <sighs> well, I remember them singing Under the Sea, but that's fine. Um, I'm going to go with, I'm trying to remember movie musicals. Chicago. Nope. Um, cabaret. Nope. What What are they? This is dumb. <laughs> Lion King. Okay. Dream Girls. Okay. And Enchanted. Okay. Enchanted and Dream Girls won nothing. So this movie already appears on a few AFI's top 100 lists. Okay. Top 100 songs, number 62, Beauty and the Beast. Right. Um, greatest Musicals, number 22. Top animated films, number seven. Of course. I so can't it's believe like, it's at number seven. Because like, that one, yeah. Pinocchio is number one, I think. Pinocchio is number two. Snow White is number Snow one. Snow White, yeah. of course. Snooze. Um, <laughs> so this was based on a book written in the 1700s. It's a very yeah. old story, uh, tale. Well, as Tale old as time. Old as time? Uh-huh. <laughs> See what I did there? I love um, it. So it starts Paige O'Hara and Robbie Benson as the titular characters. Yes. Who have not You're really pulling out your done words. much other than keep no. voicing these characters. I think Paige O'Hara, she did some broad. No, oh. I'm thinking of Jodie Benson, um, yeah. Ariel. Ah, uh, right, right, right. She did a lot of Broadway. Um, then Jerry Orbach was Lumiere yes. from Law and Order. Yes, that shocked me. Right. Well, and of course, Angela Lansbury, icon, legend. <sighs> this is what Angela Lansbury is going to be remembered for Murder She Wrote and Beauty and the Beast. I guarantee you. That yeah, is what, and even though she's done so many other things. You know, she um, felt always felt that another character should have sung Beauty and the Beast. Really? What and character? They, they never said, but she, they were like, just, can you just record once, just in case? And that was And she recorded time. it once, and that's what you hear in the movie. She's a fucking boss. Isn't that crazy? God, I love that her. That was the only take she ever did. Oh, and it was so perfect. And it was uh, massing. Oh, my God. Um, so it was, like I said, it was nominated for quite a few things it was nominated for best picture which it was the first animated movie to be nominated yeah. for best picture which so is it was iconic. up against silence, silence of the lambs, lambs. and thelma and louise, and thelma and louise. Yeah, yeah yeah wow um, and then beauty and the beast <laughs> right um it was nominated for best sound we talked about the three best songs it won best score and this oh, you, and there was also only okay so it was the first picture first animated 
film to be nominated for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Then I think in 2001, they created Best Animated yes. Feature Academy Award in its own. Yes. But since then, there have been two animated movies also nominated in Best Picture. What were they? You want to take a guess? Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. Um, not Moana. Um, Moana. Coco? No. God, God, I love Coco, though. That is one of the best oh movies my I have God, ever I seen. I love Coco. Oh, remember me. Oh, my God. I can't I can't even fucking handle That yeah. should have been. Let's start <clears throat> yeah, there. So good. Um, I mean, it did win Best Animated, but. It's a, well, of course, like all the good ones. That's the one category they usually get right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what up. Oh. And another one. I can't just like the that. first fifty. Minutes. Toy Story three. Oh. <laughs> so another, you know, getting into the movie itself. You know, it's a story about inner beauty. It's a story about not feeling like you fit in. Mm -hmm. It's a story about feeling bored with your life and feeling that there's something else out there. Yes. Which, like, who can't relate to those kind of overarching themes, right? So you can relate to these characters very easily. Yes. Like, who would you relate to the most in this? I mean, I would relate to Belle, the mo- wouldn't you <laughs> no really you're guessed well on. no i you're totally I, guessed I, on. I there's a little bit of everyone that i really yeah i, I would agree Belle, with that. i relate to the beast i relate to cogsworth a lot <laughs> i do that poor guy he is just trying to keep shit i together. wish i could relate to the a feather duster but <laughs> i'm not you french you are and... <laughs> the feather duster <laughs> um which of your which of the little you know the animated uh-huh things right you know in the castle who's your favorite oh well cogsworth is a big favorite just because right. he i i just adore him um and then mrs potts well, mrs potts I mean, you know who i also lovely. love who? the wardrobe i knew you were gonna say that i love the wardrobe and in the fighting scene I, where yes. she jumps off the ledge ah! it's like oh! I, yes. you know who voiced her joanne worley from laughing Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I love the wardrobe. The wardrobe is pretty amazing. Yeah. Um. So some of my like favorite parts of the movie. Yes. Obviously the ballroom. So this is okay. So this is another part of Beauty and the Beast that one is very groundbreaking in the world of CGI and computer animation when it comes to kind of the transition that Disney made into kind of Pixar. Yeah. It wasn't the first movie that had uh, computer graphics in it, but it was the very first movie and it was a big breakthrough that created an entire 3D room yes. that allowed them to kind of pan in a 360 degree motion to show this kind of like ballroom scene. Yes. And something that you've quite literally never seen before in animation because it's always 2D. It's always, yeah. you know, in a flat surface. But um, this is the first one that really kind of took computer graphics to the next level yeah um you know in this kind of disney renaissance that they were going through yeah it was absolutely beautiful i mean it's like the most enchanting scene ever absolutely and what they're wearing i want to be the beast i want to be Belle. i want to be everyone 
want that ballroom so badly, and I want that library so badly. Give me those two rooms. I'd be so happy. Right. But yeah, that I just remember watching that and noticing the camera work, which I had never noticed probably in any movie. Right. I never cared about that stuff. Right. But it was such a shock to see it in an animated movie. Right. That kind of swirling around yes. and then you go through the chandelier I mean, it, like, and goes down along and around. with the dancing. Then so you've got weird. Mrs. Potts singing Tale as Old as Time and I mean I'm getting chills just really, talking about whole, it. Really that whole it's so that whole good. sequence from something there to Beauty yes. and the Beast. When you see the changes. Where you see the them falling in love yes. and all of that kind of stuff. Um and then you have Gaston, who I think is like such a great villain. Yeah. Um, one, he's hot. <laughs> yes. But his two, his chin a, is a little out. He's of a jerk. You know, he's like, I'm gonna throw your father in a mental institute yes. unless you marry me. Like yes. what? He's psychotic. He's like toxic masculinity at its finest. Really. But like, and marry Shag Kill. I'm shagging him. Who are you killing? Uh, Who are you killing, Conrad? No, it's Beauty, Beast, and... Oh, then I'm killing Belle. Because I'm a Mary the Beast. Okay. Duh. You're right. I don't know (laughs) why. (laughs) No, you're absolutely right. (laughs) Yeah. Bye, Belle. Sorry. easy one. Um, Maybe you'll get your big solo. (laughs) (laughs) And then while Beauty and the Beast won Best Song for Mm -hmm. me... It's be our guest. It's just that just incredible. Epic. It's um, you know what? I also, I love in this one is the makeover scene, but yeah. not for Belle, but for but the for bees. the bees. And so you don't normally see the guy in like a love story get right. a makeover scene. So other than like maybe Mrs. Doubtfire when he right. goes through all the different looks. Right. Same with Tootsie. I mean, when they're going right. through all of these, yes. But this was looking good for her. Yeah, yeah. So oh, sweet. I just love it. And I love when he gets all the curls and everything. Yeah. And I think it's Cogsworth or Lumiere that's like, you look stupid. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so at the end, when he transforms, right, back mm-hmm. into the prince... And he's like, Belle, it's me. And she's like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> Even though I just saw you like lift but up then, into the heavens. <laughs> like recognizes his eyes. Yes. And you know what it reminded me of? Hmm. City Lights. When, oh, when she, she felt his hand, his hand and like was like, oh, that, okay, that is you. I love those little things. Yeah, that I really you like really that. do notice. And those eyes, when he looked at her, it was even as an audience member, I was shaken when he became human. I was kind of like, hmm, I miss him as the beast, even though that's kind of bestiality. It was hot. Another thing, you know, obviously the the look of the beast is like, oh, it's like an animal I kind of know, but an animal I kind of don't know. Um, Right, right. So the beast was made up of the head of a buffalo. I can see that. The mane of a lion. See that? The tusks and nose of a wild boar. See it, yeah. The brow of a gorilla. Ooh, totally see that. And His the bulky body of a amazing. bear. Okay. That's kind of like... What about the legs? They were pretty skinny. They were like uh, like horse legs. Yeah, they did look like horse legs. Yeah. Okay, I can totally see all of that. And I what like the like ingenuity creation. in that. Yeah. Um, 
so there's also this okay so when maurice goes and is going to the fair and he gets lost and he gets kidnapped and then yes. bell goes to the castle yes she like sacrifices herself yes for her father yeah one would you do that and two why do you think she did it for my dad yeah. sacrifice myself for my dad or, or for your mom or for any family member yeah. um so the answer is no. Oh, I don't think okay. so. No. <laughs> You've already lived your life. Wow. <laughs> that okay. sounds really What bad. about for your daughter? Oh, my God. Of course. Okay. Of course. What about Adam? Oh, he sorry, want me to. Adam. He wouldn't want sorry, me to. Sorry, Adam. She made a face right away. I did not make a face. <laughs> he would not want me to. I know my husband. He would but like, not let it happen. Y- y- he wouldn't have a choice, though. Maurice did not have a choice in this. But I know what my husband would want. Trust me. Ask him. He would not want me to do that. He would want me to be with the children. Nick absolutely would want me to do that. Yeah, <laughs> Like, he you would. better get me out of here. <laughs> would you do it for Nick? Um, yeah, probably. <laughs> Actually. We're going to lose our families after this. <laughs> you realize? Yeah, I don't know. It sounds like an adventure. That's well. That's why I think especially she did yeah. It. Especially if I'm coming from this place where it's like everybody hates me, everybody thinks I'm weird. Yeah, you know. In Belle's situation, I would totally do it. In my personal situation right, at right, home, right? Not um, for anyone in the world. Not for anyone. Well, in no, the world. my children. I one hundred percent because oh. they have a much longer life ahead of them than right. I do. Mm-hmm. But for, I mean, like my grandmother, I'd be like. Mima, you're 98. <laughs> this bed in the cell looks comfy, Mima. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's really hard. And Adam is an easy one. I, I know what he would want. Interesting. Um, We're going to call him after this and ask him. <laughs> um, another scene that always stands out to me is when uh, Belle finally visits the West Wing. Yeah, and she almost destroys the flower, Ugh. and he comes out of nowhere, and he's like, "Look what you could have done!" Like, My heart stopped when oof. she almost Get destroyed out. that flower. I was like, "Don't oof. touch it, don't!" But he was so mad, and rightfully so, of course. Like, like, girl, I, you bitch, know, just I've this big ass told castle. you, and you know what? It's night number one. <laughs> night number one. You just got a beautiful show Nosey in Rosie. the dining room. Yeah. This is oh, going to be awesome. So good. And now you went and ruined it and tried to kill me yeah. and make me a beast I, forever. I, I love when he tries to invite her to dinner and he's like, will you join me for dinner? No. And then she he makes that voice like that, that face See? where he's like, hmm? you know, oh, <laughs> I is, love it so It is much. a very charming movie um, overall. And then kind of the, the bittersweet moment of after they dance and they're out on the patio and he's like ready to confess his yeah. love and ask her if she's happy and she's like yeah but kind of like I miss my you dad. know I miss my dad and he uses this mirror to show her and he's in trouble and she's yes. just like I have to go I have to go I have to go and he one of those like I'm gonna sacrifice I need to you yeah. because I love you and I'm gonna let you go yeah you know very much a la Casablanca uh, I don't know if we agree completely there. I know you don't. Uh, 
jerk. Um, God, I feel like your whole goal is to make me look terrible. That's not a goal. I'm just saying it's, it's a similar. Just naturally it's happens. just similar. He's in love with her, but yes. he has to let her go because he feels that's best for her. Yeah, but in Casablanca, I feel like he felt it was best for the greater good. That is well. Not for her. That is well. Um, and best for Laszlo. But anyway, right. um, he was also petty. Let's <laughs> a little pissed off he got so, left in Paris. This one, um, I mean, it's very sweet. It's very kind. If he had not done that, she would never have... I, d- I don't know if she would have fallen or stayed in love with him I if think he, he hadn't yeah, done that. I also think he approached it wrong. Like, I think he should have been like... Can we both go check on him and then you come back? Right. Well, Or just like, hey, you know, Belle, I've really enjoyed the time that you've been here. Um, you know, you've changed my world mm-hmm. and I really love you. And I'm sure she probably would have said I really love you too. That's very true. You know? Missed opportunity. Right. Missed opportunity. Yeah. But lack of I social skills because he's been <laughs> he's been stuck in a castle. For a while. Which again I identify with lack of social skills. Oh. Socially awkward. Yeah. Um you, you really do identify with that. Thank you. <laughs> um <laughs> then at the very end, Chip says, Are they gonna are they gonna live happily ever after, Mama? And Mrs. Potts says, uh, of course, my dear. Of course. And who doesn't love like a fairy tale ending? You know what's interesting though as well? It's one of the only Disney movies in that kind of genre where the girl is not a princess. Yes. And that I think is also very... And that she's a very strong woman. Right. Very relatable. Yes. And a very different character than what you had always seen of... When I love... Yeah, even with Ariel... Um, that was right before this. Right. I loved that scene when she's like taking care of his wounds and arguing right oh, back with him. So good. That's the moment where you realize, yeah. oh, okay, like this you know. could like they're a good match. Yeah. And yeah. she's good for She don't him. take no mess. Mm-hmm. I mean she, she didn't don't. take any mess from Gaston. No. I mean she's yeah. obviously just a very independent right. woman. Yeah. Um yeah, I love that Also, do scene. you notice in Belle when she's sitting by the fountain and she's like, oh, isn't this amazing? amazing. It's my favorite part, part because, because you'll see. Here's where she meets Prince Charming. Yes. But she doesn't realize it's him till chapter three. That's and so it's kind of like, yeah. What is like, she supposed to be reading? Do we know? No. I, I don't know if it's an actual. Maybe she's reading Beating the Beast. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> But Meta. I would find my exactly <laughs> when I would get to the castle, I'd be like, "Oh, I have been here before. <laughs> I've read about this. I have read, and that's the one she had read like tons of times. Oh, I couldn't put it down. But like to the point of Snow White, Prince Charming, this idea of Prince Charming always mm-hmm. came from Snow White. Yes, for sure. You know. I do think at the end, you know, going back to Chip saying, well, they live happily ever after. And of course they will. I do feel like Mrs. Potts should have been like, well, they're going to have to go through a lot of things because we just murdered a lot of people. Nah. (laughs) They'll never find Gaston's body. Yeah, 
in the deepest crevice he ever. Went, yes. Um, you know, when uh, I was reading that, the guy who they brought on to do that 3D rendering for the ballroom, the ballroom. scene, mm-hmm. they actually wanted them him to do a 3D rendering of the outside where Gaston and the Beast are fighting. And Ooh. to do that as a three three D rendering, but they didn't have enough time I to do it. I feel like that would have scarred me. Like that was hard enough watching that. Oh, when he comes up and he sticks a knife in his yes, side. Yes, that just oh. that killed me. Did you love her, Beast? Nice. Thank you. I love Does I love the song Gaston Beast? too. Gaston, no. The Gaston song is fantastic. So good. And in the musical, one of my favorites, because they do that whole like they, jig with the, yes. the mugs and the steins. Oh, oh my so gosh. Good. This is one of the, like, I feel the movie and the stage version are both equal and yes, fantastic. Yes, I agree. Because usually one is like significantly better than the other. What did you think of the live action version? You know, it was tough. It was tough because, mm-hmm. you know, any change in inflection of a line. I know. Even if they said it just slightly different. Well, and of course they did because they right. don't want to be compared. Right. But that's what we know. I can do yeah. every inflection of that movie. Yeah. So your thoughts on this movie? I mean, it's perfect. It the really only thing I would add is a big ballad a for Belle for because she was so good. Like her voice is beautiful. Yeah. Um, that's the only thing I would add. So you think it belongs? Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Considering it was the first animated movie ever nominated for Best Picture <laughs> right. in a year that was, and in fact, I'm going to look at what the others were that were nominated in a year where, my God, you don't even have to look that up. In a year where it was also Thelma and Louise and, um, you know, Silence of the Lambs, and then Bugsy and JFK. Mm. And Thelma and Louise was not nominated for Best Movie, actually. Oh, it wasn't? No. So this JFK, Prince oh, of Prince Tides, of Tides yeah. Bugs, Bugsy, and Silence of the Lambs, and then Beauty and the Beast. That's kind of amazing. That's so just for that reason alone, you're talking about you know, according to the criteria of AFI, this one fits in perfectly, yeah, especially with them. cultural impact. Cultural and all impact, of that. awards. Yes. Um, critics, you know, yes. I mean, it's um, pretty surprising that it's not on there. Yeah, I 100% agree. And it's shocking that it was number seven on the best animated. Yeah. I think that's Stupid. dumb. I think it's really dumb. Stupid. Oh, just like the beast. Oh, you look stupid. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I think we found two. Do you have anything else to tell us about this movie? I love it. Just love it. In case you didn't know. Both of these movies, Thelma and Louise and Beauty and the Beast, 100% belong on the top 100. I would be okay with a couple being knocked off. First of all, Philadelphia Story. Knock that shit off. Mm. And then let's go ahead and knock off Intolerance. Haven't even seen we it yet. We haven't seen it yet. But it's you a three hour. It. Okay. Well, then knock off Duck it. Soup and Philadelphia Story. And put in Beauty and the Beast and Thelma and Louise. Don't forget Color Purple. Don't forget Color Purple. And Amadeus. All right. Okay. Well, guys, um, thanks for listening. Stay tuned next week when we review the psychological juggernaut thriller, uh, The Silence of the Lambs. Juggernaut.
Yes. Until, Until then, then, here's Strangle with you, kid! <laughs> kid! Oh.